Finally mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to Gamezilla Alpha, where video games in the box are overrated, so take all of the ones you have, put them into some sort of shipping container, send them to the studio, and in return, I will take gum wrappers, fold them into little hats, and then send them back to you. Origami hats. Yeah. They're going to be crushed by the time they make it back to you, but the thought was there, and that's what counts. They were made with love. Welcome but to episode. No gum. Oh, I chewed oh, the gum. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. No gum. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's all held together by true skill, not not adhesive. Uh, well, I don't know how much true skill is going to be there, but yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Welcome to episode eleven of the Gamezilla Alpha. I'm your host Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Origami Hat Making Jazzy. I mean, it's a trade that I learned over in Korea when I spent two seconds there one time. It was really your layover in Japan, and it's really a passion. It was right. Yeah, like yeah. you even leave the airport, but just from being there, yeah, gate just, to it gate, just became like a passion. I saw a little girl who was folding them for chump change. Yeah, but she was making cranes and like, pff, who wants to make cranes? I right? mean, I'm gonna be honest. She was making Godzillas, Gamezillas. Okay. I, well, I asked her if she knew how to make Gamezilla, and she was like. No, I know how to make Godzilla, and I was like, close enough, little girl. I'll take one of those. And you make hats now, and it, made, it makes perfect sense. It uh, all she didn't even up. teach me. It, it just all came ad- with the origami Gamezilla that I got from her. If you like this chaos, and you like talking about Godzilla origami, then you know this episode's brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, and you should become one, too. If you want early access... To this show, along with other great perks, head on over to patreon.com slash gamezilla podcast and start your patronage today. That was good. Thanks. I, I improved a little bit. Yeah. Normally I do that part, so I'm glad that you paid attention and actually listened to what I say on the show each week. You were spiraling out of control, and so I just like went with it. And then I, I, like, started my own story, and I was like, oh, God, this isn't part of the script. This isn't part of the script. I'm like, swing it back in. And I think I did okay. Yeah, you did all right. This is this is all part of the script, though. I'm just saying, like, anytime you talk about Gamezilla or Godzilla, like, you just expect shit to get off the rails because I'm I'm gone. Like, yeah, your mind just yeah. <laughs> During Christmas in Japan, one of the malls actually creates a Christmas tree that's shaped like Godzilla. Did you know that? I didn't. But is this real? Or are you? No, this is up? real. Okay. And they actually have like <laughs> LED lights on its on its spikes in the back so like, that it lights yeah. up. And then every hour, it lights up has the voice box in it to make the sound and then spits fog out of its mouth. Yeah, I can um I can believe that because everything in Japan is cooler. They get everything game related or like nerd related or monster related is just cooler in Japan. Yeah. They get everything and we just get the leftovers. Oh, I just thought of something. Mm, I'm listening. We should go to Japan. <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a bucket dream for me. I I definitely want to go to Japan and and spend a lot of money uh and bring a lot of video games oh, back. Oh, can I buy Godzilla? Maybe. They're you know, I I don't know cuz I think they're doing all right for themselves right now. They're making a lot of money with their technology and and their infrastructure. So, I don't know if he's really going to be for sale, but you could try. Yeah. We're going mean, like, to have that we'll have that Godzilla money, so maybe. Well, that Patreon money, so maybe we could yeah, bring oh. Godzilla back. If you would like to help us gain <laughs> Godzilla, become a patron today. Hey, hey you. Yeah, you listening to this podcast right now. This is Bub from SlackJawBunks.com. I've kind of snuck in here at Gamezilla here, and I wanted to tell you about a special screening we're doing next Friday, May 19th, at Green Brain Comics in Dearborn, Michigan. That's right. 
Not only did I break into the Motor City Gaming headquarters and snuck this into their podcast, they have no idea it's here, which is great, but I also convinced the owners of Green Brain Comics to let me screen a horror movie, not just a horror movie, one of the best horror movies to come out this year, The Void. That's right, The Void, we are showing it absolutely 100% free at Green Brain Comics. How can it get better? I don't know. Let me think about it for a second. Yeah, that's right. A live Q&A with the star Aaron Poole immediately after the screening. That's awesome. A free screening, a free Q&A with a celebrity, and Slackjaw Punks. Now, I have to hurry up and wrap this up because I think Grimm is chewing out through the duct tape I wrapped him up in, and he's going to call the cops, and I really can't afford another strike on my record. So I got to get out of here. Remember, The Void, May 19th. Green Brain Comics. All the details you need are on slackjawpunks.com. Oh, crap. Here comes Grim. I gotta go. Slackjawpunks.com. All right. So remember, guys. The Void. Screening. May 19th. Green Brain Comics. It's in Dearborn, Michigan. From At 7 p.m. It's free. Why not come hang out at a badass comic book store and watch some badass horror movie and hang out with some badass people. I think it's a win-win-win. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. But don't tell Grimlock because he sent me a Google Calendar invite today, and I didn't accept it because I'm just going to like show up and surprise him that I'm going. So I mean, I sent you. Us. I sent you those invites so that way Slack Job Punks can see the type of pull we have that we brought people in. So you know, you're only actually hurting the Gamesilla Alpha, Gamesilla Motor City Gaming. Brand. So oh, congratulations! Okay. Good job. Cool, but yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Anyways, Slackjaw Punks is awesome. Make sure to check out their podcast over at slackjawpunks.com. Slackjaw.com. No, not it's Slackjaw Punks. Sorry, I was yeah. trying to do that. It was close enough, but we'll be there. So come hang out. It's gonna be a good time. Friday, May nineteenth. All right, let's get into the topic this week, and that is simply. Physical versus digital. And I'm not talking about sex, people. I'm talking about video games. So we will sex. call this episode <laughs> The Digital Gaming Takeover. I hate it, but I think we should just call it The Digital Gaming Takeover. Uh, that, that's Isn't good. That I like that. I think it's way better that than your idea. That sounds really good. Digital versus physical in video games. We're going to get into it right now. And the, basically the main topic is the future of gaming is starting to really take shape here where physical games are going to be a thing of the past. And we're, you know, as someone, we have a collector here on one side and we have someone that likes digital on the other side. So I think it'll be a good discussion that we'll have here today about this. But I just wanted to get into it because we've had a lot of stories coming out about, you know, certain companies like GameStop closing stores, sales are down, companies pushing digital and even offering digital returns if you don't like a game as long as you return it within the first two hours, you know, and things like that. So, yeah, to even gaming companies actually releasing sales figures for games on the digital side before the actual overall sales of the game. Yeah. So, so you'll see like what Sony sells on PSN before they actually release the total sales for whatever game they released. Yeah, so I think my big thing here is, you know, I'm a, I'm a person I love I'm a collector, right? I love I love collecting video games. I have over 1500 in and my bugs. collection. Bugs. Yeah, you like collecting bugs. No, just games. Oh. Yeah. That was a different Grimlock. Yeah, yeah we collect we collect games. And Funko Pops. <laughs> what about Bugsy? We do have that, yes. Technically Bug-ish. No, it's a cat. Yeah, but it sounds like Bug. No. Okay, well, yeah, go on. I got it. <laughs> All right, so I, I collect games. I have fif- over 1,500 video games in my collection. And you know, I'm, I've always been that person that had a hard time with digital. Now, since the Nintendo Switch came out, I find myself where I like digital within that platform because I take it with me. It's easy to switch between games without having to worry about popping out a cartridge, let alone carrying those around. And so I'm finding myself... And they taste bad. Yeah, and they taste bad. And you like to lick your cartridges. I like to just swish them around in my mouth all the time. You know, that makes them play better. 
you know, it makes me go faster in Mario Kart. I just want to make sure everybody gets all the facts, all right? Yeah. But my thing with it is I'm torn because every time a game comes out and there's a physical copy and a digital, I still want that physical copy because I still want to put it on my shelf. I still want it there. And, you know, some people be like, well, yeah, because I can resell it and I can do this. Like, that's never really my thought anymore. You know, like, now I just like to collect. I'm not worried about, oh, well, yeah, I can get money out of it. Like, I still own No Man's Sky, for God's sakes. I didn't get rid of it. I didn't turn and bail on it because I was like, well, it's a part of history. It might be, it's negative, but it's still a part of the gaming history. I still want it. So, you bailed on it digitally. Physically, you still own it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I never I never jumped on the digital board. Thank God. See, that's where I'd be more upset. At least here I have a cool steel case to look at. Right. So, and throw people. Yeah, I'm torn because I like physical copy, but I do see the world and, and understand how, how we're going. I was, the, I was that person that loved CDs, right? I always wanted the CD iTunes was new and digital music was, you know, iPods were, were hot and they were, they were still quite large at the time. And I was just like, no, man, I want the CD. I want to be able to put the CD in my car. It wasn't as, it wasn't as easy to, uh, you know, it wasn't as easy to take care of the, or, or sorry, it wasn't as easy to hook up your iPod to the, to the car at that time, unless you're going to use like a tape adapter, which we all know how well those worked. But, you know, even I made that transition where, I don't buy CDs. I might buy like one CD every other year. And I and I don't even know why I buy it. I'm just like in a Target one day and I'm like, oh, I'll just buy that and throw it in my car. And then I'm like, why did I do that? I could have just used Google Music and I probably got it for free. I probably already have access to yeah. that music because I paid $10 a month for Google Music. I do that too, but it's because I'm a sucker for packaging. So I'll buy like the dumbest CDs that I really shouldn't buy. Because they have a cool cover. So it's like, Adele, oh, I really like what she did with her cover. Yep, buying it. And then I'm like, why the hell did I buy this? Yeah, I think um, I think it's tough, you know, because the same with the games. I love the box art. I love the, you know, the for the old retro games, the manuals and, and, and then the collector's editions and all the cool stuff you can get with some of the collector's editions. So... Going digital is it's a way that we're heading and and maybe even eventually seeing the, a subscription style game you know gameplay like where you know similar to a Google Music or a Netflix where you're not technically even downloading the game you're just streaming it you're just watching the movie on Netflix but you don't have a copy of it even digitally so the second that your subscription ends it's gone and so. Moving that way is the the ease is nice. The the ability to just pick up and play and be like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to move to that is simple, but I just it hurts me inside and and it hurts me to think like, okay, yeah, our little like retro shops might hang out and and be around because you'll still have all those physical games from the past. But there but shops like you know GameStop or. Um, you know, departments in, in, of gaming within Best Buy and things like that are going to start to shrink because there's going to be less and less for them to carry. And it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't like it. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to feel old because I feel like, yes, I get it. It makes sense, but I just don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Is it, I think it's the nostalgia of it. Like growing up, that was one of like, you loved going to the video game store. Like, even the rental places to rent a video game for the weekend, like, it was like every Friday we got to go to Blockbuster Video and pick out a video game that we could rent for the weekend so that we could play it on our time off of school. And it was, like, the highlight of your week. Like, I know every Friday I'm coming home from school, I'm getting in the car with my father, I'm going to Valentino's Pizza to pick up a pizza because we got pizza every Friday, and then we're going across the street to Blockbuster and I get to rent a game for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. It was the nostalgia of being able to go in, and it was an excitement for you. And now that's not in stores anymore. You don't get that anymore. So I think kids nowadays are going to grow up a little bit different, and it'll probably be a little bit easier for them. But for us, it's hard because it's not the way we remember it. Yeah, I mean, even with the Nintendo Switch, there's just something about when you click a cartridge in, it feels good. You know, like I'm frustrated sometimes. When it's like I got Mario Kart in there, and I want to play. Poyo Poyo Tetris, and it's like, well, I bought the hard copy. I actually have to switch a cartridge to play Poyo Poyo, and I'm just kind of like, man, I probably should have just got the digital copy of this. 
but you know, I'm just torn right now, and I think I'll I think I'll adjust up, and, and I'll I'm enjoying um, Steam more than I ever have in the past, and I'm enjoying, like I said, the Nintendo Switch as far as the eShop, but there'll always be a part of me that if I can get a hold of a physical physical copy, I'll be interested, and so you know this topic got brought up because we were reading about some you know some stories and good and bad and. And of course, GameStop has been the the central focus point of a lot of this because they came out and they had a lot last year. They had a lot of bad publicity because of their you know life cycle or circle of life or whatever it was called for a customer, right? And yeah, just, the circle of life. Yeah, it came out real negative. You know, people I think overreacted, and and GameStop even you know kind of pulled it back, changed it up, and and you know tried to tried to fix the issue. But the problem is, is that that's not, you know, like everyone wants to sit there and be like, GameStop's doing horrible. They're on their way out. You know, they're, they're struggling and, and they're, they think their customers is numbers, which any business does. I hate to break it to you. But bottom line is that's not why GameStop has been struggling. The bottom line is people are not buying the physical side the way they used to. And right now, if you want to sit here and say that they're doing bad, they're actually back to where they were before their big plummet in the stock market because of the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch has given them a 15% boost in the stock market, almost recovering completely from their from their big plummet after their last uh, um, earnings report. Yeah, But that's a limited thing, you know? Like, it's only a matter of time, and what we're seeing now is, okay, well, if I go to Best Buy... And I buy a sixty dollar game, and I'm a game uh, gamers club member, and it's only forty eight dollars for me plus tax. Well, if I go online, it's sixty. The the moment online will start to win is when I can buy a gamers a digital gamers club account and get the price get the same price. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're going to be in trouble. The second that I'm on Amazon and it's like I pre-order this game or I buy it within the first two weeks because I'm a Prime member, I get it for $48. The second I can choose to get the digital code instead for the same price, again, companies like GameStop who are thriving on the resale are in trouble. The, the, the rumors that Xbox is going to allow returns similar to what Steam is doing where now I can go in and buy a $20, $30, $60 game right off of the Xbox store play it for an hour and say this isn't for me and get my money back full refund and go buy something else brick and mortar stores are in trouble oh yeah just think about it like (laughs) you don't really have demos and stuff like you'll have your your beta access but typically they want you to pre-order their game or they want you to early you know buy the collector's edition to get the early access which is the only way you can really test these games because you don't get like demo discs of games that are coming out in the box of the game you purchased or something like that anymore. So, I mean, the only way you're really getting to try these games without the hassle of like, oh, crap, I got a bad game, now I'm stuck with it, is either through these Steam and Xbox programs or you're actually buying into early access Deciding you don't want it and then canceling your order. Well, let's be honest here. If I let me let me throw out a scenario for you, and I want to get want your answer from it. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's just say we all know that developers and publishers they don't like companies like GameStop, right? I've explained this in in previous shows where they don't like the fact that they get paid for their one copy of Grand Theft Auto Five, and then it it gets resold thirty times through GameStop. And GameStop takes all of that extra money. None of it. None of it's seen by the developer. None of it's seen by to the publisher. None of it's seen to to you know anybody except GameStop. Mm-hmm. So what if I am Bungie, and I tell you Destiny Two is coming out? You know, in September, September eighth is coming out. The uh, the beta is going to be this summer, and you can get um, early beta access if you pre-order it digitally. If you pre-order Destiny digitally. You get early access to the beta. Physical physical shops like GameStop, Best Buy, yeah, you can pre-order it, but you're not get you don't get that perk. What do you think the percentages are? Because it's the only way you just talked about demo or early access, right? The only way you're getting it is with a digital copy, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, for <laughs> for myself, I'm going to 
pre-order it digitally, and I'm going to get the early access because I want the game. I'm, I want to see how the game is progressing. I love Dig uh, Destiny 1, and I want to see how Destiny 2 is progressing so that way I can, you know, decide. Obviously, with Destiny, it's kind of a bad example for me because I'm going to keep Destiny 2. It's just Destiny's Unless in my it's heart. No Man's Sky. Unless, uh, yeah, even then, I'm probably going to keep it because it's just got that Destiny well, tag. Because by then, it. it won't be worth any money. Right. But, um,. If you, you'll still find people that are going to work their way around this. So there'll be people that'll pre-order the game digitally, and then they'll get that early access beta code, and then they'll try to refund that digital code and then buy it physically. Yeah, I mean, you technically... For your collectors <laughs> that need the physical copy. As of right now, as of right now, the way the rules sit, you wouldn't even be able to do that. Right. You know, you pre-order it digitally... Guess what? You own it. You own it. You know? yep. But yeah, if those rules came out similar to Steam, then yeah, you you could maybe uh, maybe pull that off. But um, it's just interesting because we've always been in this battle for you know it used to be the bat when back when physical ruled the world, the battle was exclusives, right? Like hey, if you pre-order this at GameStop, you get extra levels, so you get this character, you get this skin, or you get the, and that's still going on, but not like it used to. Back in the day, it was like get three extra levels in this game if you pre-order it from GameStop. It was like there's actually chunks of the game that you got depending on who you pre-ordered it from. Now it's less, you know, not as crazy. Now it's like hey, you know, hey, you get these extra skin. Batman looks like this or something like that, right? Well, you're typically getting the in most bundles nowadays, if it's a collector's edition, you're getting the biggest thing you're getting is the season pass. Yeah. Well I'm not talking about I'm not talking DLC. about collector's edition. I'm talking about store exclusives. Store exclusives. Yeah. So like back in the day you used to get levels and stuff, you know, if you went to GameStop or if you went to E B games or if you went to Best Buy or Toys R Us, you got different things. Nowadays it's like, yeah, they're still trying to grab that, but people don't care anymore. So now they're like, Hey, come get Injustice Two from us, we'll give you a flash jersey. And then Best Buy's like, Oh yeah, well we'll give you a flash hat. And it's like I don't like what? I'm gonna be honest, both of those look dumb as hell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so now Almost, it's not even now. The battles change now. It's almost like GameStop and them aren't. They're not focusing each other super hard now. They're trying to figure out how to get the physical sales instead of losing to the digital sales. You know, even if they get the digital sale, even if someone comes in and says, "Yeah, I want the digital copy of Destiny 2 in GameStop," they get that initial revenue. But then there's they know after that it's cut off. There's nothing after that. Mm -hmm. Where when you know, I don't know how many times emails you've received, but. When I buy stuff from GameStop, I get emails every month that says, hey, you own, you know, 14 games that is worth $360 if you bring them to GameStop right now. And I'm like, cool, well, I don't trade my games in, so you're not getting them. But, you know, like, that's, like, they have a whole system. The second you buy a physical copy, they document it. And then, like, six months down the road, they figure you're tired of it. So they go, hey, if you bring in FIFA, FIFA 16, we'll give you $30 for it. Yeah, I get like tri week updates on my PlayStation VR. Like yeah. every three weeks, it's like, hey, if you bring that VR back in, yeah. here's what you could get. I mean, you probably should. We don't use it anymore. Well, yeah, but that's besides the fact that they're <laughs> sending me an email every three weeks. Yeah, that's also inventory issues because because they they yeah, are they still need selling. Yep. But um, so with that being with that being said, but GameStop is not helping themselves. In the way in the way that they should, and what I mean by that is like, yeah, you have reported losses. Yeah, the issue is the PS4 is not brand new anymore. The Xbox One is not brand new anymore. Yeah, you have a Scorpio around the corner, and yes, you just got the Switch. That's helping you, but you know you can blame your decline on the fact that the current infrastructure of gaming is aging. We're not we're not in that brand new shiny era of brand new PS4, Xbox One, shiny system. Everybody wants it. You know, so your system sales are, are slowing down, but also your games are struggling in the sense that you're losing out on a certain percentage of it to the digital world. So, yeah, digital world being, think about this, we don't even have to grocery shop anymore. Yeah. They will either shop and then leave it at the store or even drive the groceries to our house now. Retailers are shopping for us and shipping items to our house. Uber is picking up our fast food. Yep. 
and delivering it to us. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Wally. Like, we're all going to get super obese and not be able to walk anymore and rely on robots. That's what's going to happen. In our, and we'll pollute the Earth, and then we'll live in spaceships. Like, that's what's going to happen. But, you know, the current issue here is that you then, by ThinkGeek, you then launch a retro program. You then do all these things that really have besides all you're doing is liquidating your your portfolio you don't want basically you're admitting defeat you don't want 80 percent into video games anymore you want 30 percent and then you want to take the other 50 that you just saved and break it up into different categories and that's fine like you know taking that taking that and spreading it out it's smart like we watched what happened to the automotive industry when the economy tanked and everybody was 100 percent into the automotive industry people lost their their lives. People lost everything. Like, yeah. It's smart to 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 dilute and and just try to, you know, make money in multiple ways. That's what we do for God's sakes, right? So the big thing here is you chose a bunch of avenues that, that basically admitted defeat that this, that you don't believe in this category anymore. And then the things that you went and 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 spent your money on, you half asked them. Like how many stories have we heard of people buying Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo, and then they they you know, and every game is checked by GameStop. Every game is tested, opened up, and cleaned, and then someone gets a you know two hundred close to a two hundred dollar cartridge, puts it in their system as Mad ninety four. Yep. You know what that tells me? You didn't do what you said you were doing. Instantly, I don't trust you anymore. I can't trust you. I'm not going to buy a retro game from you. That whole avenue for you, GameStop, is dead and from that me. Goes, and that goes beyond the sales price of it, too. Like, the fact that I don't trust you and the fact that if I walk into your building and you have employees that ha- that know nothing about video games, you just needed a body to type the cash register, I'm, I'm going to sit in my comfy chair and buy the digital version for ten, fifteen dollars more yeah. just so I don't have to walk into your store and have a bad situation. Right. Because A, I don't trust you. B, I know what Google is, so I can do my own research. And then again, when I look at it and I go, eh, it's ten bucks, if I get you know, the hassle of getting in my car, possibly getting in a car accident, dealing with all the assholes that are out there, yeah, you know what? Here's my extra ten, fifteen bucks. I'll stay home. It makes sense why it's why why this is happening. But on top of all that, you screw you screw around with ThinkGeek. ThinkGeek has been it's actually been your best thing you've done. Like you've done you've done okay with that. I I don't like how how much a ThinkGeek has found its way into GameStop. It's made the it's made the store so cluttered, so much stuff everywhere that I almost sometimes just I go in the store, I get uncomfortable, and I leave. But it's not GameStop. It's right. ThinkGeek with a GameStop section in that which store, which would be <laughs> fine if the store was bigger. Right, you know, like, and I'm not saying like media play. Like, I loved media play, and that's what that's what GameStop's kind of re- reminding me of. It's like, oh, you have computer stuff. Oh, you have phone stuff. Oh, you have games. Oh, you have you know music. Just yeah, you have you have all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah, headphones. So it's fine, but you're shoving it into the same store that used to just be a game store, and you're trying to make it work. And it just to me, like sometimes again when it's busy in there. I just get over. I, I I honestly get a little overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm out. I'm just gonna leave. I'll worry about it maybe another day, or I'll just get it online. Yeah. And so on top of all that, we have we have more stories, right? We have a story that just happened for the second time. It just happened yesterday. Again, I might remember this is the second time this has happened. An 11 year old child bought a used video game. And found meth inside of the case. If you Mind are, blown. If you are unaware of what meth is, it's a narcotic. It's an illegal drug. Mind you, GameStop claims that they check every game. They, uh, they check every game. They make sure everything is good. You want to know where this, where this meth was? It was in between the pages of the manual. So you opened the case. You looked at the back of the disc. You put the you put the, the the disc back in. You close the case. That's what you did. You didn't check for anything. 
Like, how hard would it be to pull out the manual and just be like, oh, you know, shit, there's drugs in here. Like, right. <laughs> especially since you're taking it in from yeah. somebody, too. Like, especially if you wouldn't even have to, like, flip through it. You probably just take it out of the little clips yeah. and then hold it up to look at it, and it'd probably fall out of the manual. 11 year old had a bag of meth. That was like a, you know, it was a small bag, obviously, because it was in the manual. Right. But it was meth. An 11 year old. Yeah. How lucky is GameStop that he didn't, like, I don't know, eat it or something. Do something dumb. Like, he didn't know any better. Be like, oh, look, it's sugar or some shit. I don't know. Or he just watched Breaking Bad. Right. This could have gone way off the I'm just saying, you as GameStop, like, you've had this happen twice now. Twice. And, and, you know, they've come out and they're like, we're so sorry that our customer had this experience. Like, had an experience... <laughs> what if that would have been my game? I would have got pulled over, and a cop would have been like, "You know, I'm going to search the car." And they found a bag of meth in my video game. I'd be like, "Oh, that's not mine," and it really wasn't. But like, how many times have you heard the drug guy be like, "Oh yeah, that ain't my weed. That ain't, that ain't my drugs. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about." Like, holy shit, I, my life would have been ruined, and it would have been because the game stopped. Yeah, because if you're not thrown in jail, you're at least put into some sort of process that's <laughs> making you miss work. <laughs> and right. going to court and like who's, yeah, who's gonna believe me that like I just bought that game? The drugs were in it when I bought it from GameStop. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't even seem real, but it's happened twice now. Like oh, that's GameStop's meth. Hold on, yeah. Let's drive back yeah. up there. They'll let you know. Right. I can't. I literally. I can't. I can't make this shit up. This is this is unbelievable. I could not believe that this was a news story that I was reading today. So you have all this bad publicity on top of trying to turn around, turn around what is just a never-ending, you know, losing battle. And I don't know. I just GameStop will be around for a while. I'm not saying they're going away. I'm not saying like, oh guys, watch out. I mean, yeah, they are closing 150 stores this year, this mm-hmm. year, and next year, 150 stores, and they're saying it's starting with strip mall and mall stores. That's because the meth sales are down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, people aren't people aren't taking their free samples. But seriously, though, like when back in the day, the mall store that was the store that was the yeah, store. You'd go to the mall yeah. for games. You stuff. didn't want to go to the satellite stores. Now the satellite stores, the ones that are actually working, and you're closing down these strip mall and and mall stores. So like, I um you know. Yeah, they're closing stores. Yeah, they've reported some some pretty bad declines in sales. But, like I said, you're not going to see them disappear right away. But this is a shift. And if they don't act like, you know, if they don't figure something out quickly, and I think GameStop can, I think there's, I think there's smart people within the company that can figure it out, don't be Blockbuster is all I'm going to say. Don't yeah. be a company that says, oh, yeah, no, we're good. Like, people will always, people will always want a physical copy because there's already proof from other, you know, entertainment formats that you're wrong. <laughs> they just and you'll to, die. Yeah, they have to pull their head out of their ass and just like, okay, so this situation happened with meth twice. And it it's ridiculous. But in all honesty, like, it's probably just a, an employee that didn't pay attention and didn't listen. So GameStop as a whole gets nailed on it. I understand that. So this becomes more of a teaching your employees how to do things, and you're not going to be able to control every employee you perfectly. Right. You can't. Yeah. So you can't I, be I, under, I can understand. You know, you're saving face. You you say your apologies and stuff like that. So you're not completely in the wrong, aside from the fact that you need to train your employees, and you have to. If if this is going into a digital world and you're a physical copy store that's trying to sell physical copies of games in a digital world, you have to be the expert. Period. End of sentence. You can't have meth in your video games. You have to have team members and associates in these stores that know video experts. games. They're experts. experts. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to be driving people into those stores is great experiences. Answering all the questions, getting the deals, and having those experiences. Yeah, and I have people that work at GameStop that you know I love to go interact with, right? Like there, there's definitely those, those gamers out there, those those you know just true experts of gaming. I also have walked into stores and seen someone and go, nope, I'm not even going to bother, and walked out because I I know I have no no want to interact with that person. And you have that complete 180. Full tilt shift in experience, right? So you have the really good, 
and you have the really bad. Let me ask you a question because this is a example that I'll use that I honestly can say I've never really had a difference in Subway. If you walk into a Subway, yeah, there's some people that are a little more rude or you know a little bit slower and stuff like that. But every single Subway I've walked into operates exactly the same. Because they have trained. the bread, they have the okay. We're gonna go down the line. They ask you if you want it toasted or not at a very specific spot in the line. You ask you if you want a chip, chips and cookies and drinks with it, and then you put it in the bag, and then you're on your way. Never once have I walked into a subway and had a different experience, like by the process. I might have had a different experience because people were in a bad mood or something like that, but I never walked in and had a different experience in the process. In GameStop, you get that. You could have a horrible process experience, or you could have a great process experience. I mean, yeah, there's stores I just refuse to go to because of the process, because of the experience, because of the process experience, and just like the the lack of knowledge or the lack of knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, something went wrong. I don't know what to do, and refuse a sale. Cool. I'm not, I'm just not going to come back to your store again. You know, and then three weeks later, call me and say, "Hey, I know there was this problem. Um, you want to come buy it? No, no, I don't want to drive back out there and buy it. You screwed up. I already bought it somewhere else. Don't worry about it. You know, it, it's it digitally. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the same. It was the same problem with uh, with my giant Snorlax beanbag. Here's a great example, right? I I pre-ordered a giant Snorlax beanbag. I saw one at Westland. It was sitting there in in one of the stores, and I'm like. Well, shit. I wonder if mine's in. And I call, and they're like, "Oh, uh, no, it's not in yet." I'm like, "Okay, well, you, you know, do you have an idea when it's gonna be in? Because, because they have them here, you know." And I, and he's like, "Uh, uh well, you, I think, you know, I think what happened. I think what happened. That was what was said. Uh, is that you know they they shipped them back. There was an issue, and they shipped them back to the factory. So then they gotta get there, and then they gotta ship them back here. So you know, you're not gonna get it till March. And this was January. And I was like, "What?" Really? And he's like, yeah, you're probably not going to get until March. So what do I do? I go, all right, I'll go. I went to the other store and I bought it. And then two weeks later, they call me they're like, hey, your Snorlax is here. I'm like, you told me it wasn't going to be here till till March. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, who told you that? I'm like, you did. You, the same person. You, you on the phone told me that. Oh, so you don't want it? No, I don't want it. Sell it to somebody else. And then he gave me attitude because they were frustrated because it was so big and they had a small store that it was taking up so much space. I go, dude, you told me this date. You didn't tell me it was delayed. You told me that there was this issue and that I wasn't going to get till March. So I bought it. And then you, and then two weeks, not even two weeks later, it was like a week and a half. You called me. Yeah. So, yeah. Taking it, up too much space. Like, let's be real. You were just talking about, like, if it's crowded in there, it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. With the amount of Think Geek shit you've put in this in these stores and not expanded your stores at all, crowded is three or more people. Yeah. So, all right. Now, we're getting, all, we're getting into a rant here of GameStop, but the reason... Let's take everything that you just heard. Take all of our dislikes and just frustrations, and now you put that into the fact of, like, I have to go to that store to buy a game. Why not? I'm just going to go buy the digital. I'm just going to avoid all that hassle, especially during the holidays when everything's hot, right? Mm-hmm. Your bigger games are coming out. System releases generally happen around that time. Like, like it's just easier for me to have a pre-order and have it shipped to my house. You know, like, and so we just, yes, we ranted. Yes, we maybe got off track a little bit, but it just proves the fact, like, all right, so I deal with all of that so I can get this game in my hand. Or... I just click a button over here. Yeah. No wonder you're losing because your experience, and this is where I'm. This was this is the full circle. The experience that I get in store is not good. Okay. Now let's 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 compare that to you know, uh, I'm gonna use a company like Apple, and I, and I I own nothing Apple product, but I have in the past. Okay. And I will tell you that the experience in an Apple store, in an Apple setting, which is the clean store, it's organized. And I go in, I'm like, yeah, I'd like, you know, an Apple watch. And they take care of me. The person ring, the person that is standing in front of me that's listening to me rings me out. I don't have to go wait in line. I have to go figure out, like, if I'm cutting. Like, there's nothing. It's just simple, clean. Okay. You know what? I dropped my iPhone. 
It was the original iPhone. Shattered the screen. It was my own fault. I was laying on my lap, got out of my car, pff, gone. I walked into the store and I told them the story. I said, you know, I broke the phone. I just wanted to know if I had any options. They looked right at me and they're like, well, we could replace the screen. And, uh, you know, since you, basically, this is legit. Since you're honest, we'll just, you know, free of charge. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, everything else seems to be in order. It's just the glass. So we'll just replace the glass. Give us an hour. Yeah. You know, I had a girlfriend that had the old plastic MacBook before they were metal. And it aged and started to crack. We took it in there. They said, oh, give us a couple minutes. They had the extra parts in the back. So you know what they did? They just put a new cover on it and they handed it to us. And you know what that did? It made us Apple we, Apple customers for years. Now, yes, I don't own Apple products anymore. I've had some bad experiences with Apple, and that's why I've kind of just decided to leave them alone for a little while. But when they were good, when they were treating us special, I was giving them my money no problem. And I mean laptops, phones, watches. Like, oh, I need headphones? I can buy from Best Buy. No, I'll go to the Apple store. Yeah. It's experience. It's all about the experience. Go walk into any store, like even these special Lego stores that are starting to pop up now. And the experience is special compared to a giant warehouse named Toys R Us that really is a, is a, a dying breed. And then you're like in this Lego aisle and you're like, oh, I don't see what I want. And you turn to this lady and they're just, they're like, ah, we ain't got those. Do you, do, like I, my next question, I really want to ask these people, like, do you even know what I'm asking for? Right. You know, and, and that's, so that's the thing that GameStop has such the ability. GameStop has the ability to have such a special experience with gamers. You are a, you are the mm-hmm. only gamer centric store you walk into a GameStop guess what it's video games that's it yeah yeah you sell a few other things but you're telling me you cannot create a special community a special feeling where the local shop to these these kids and these younger people and these and and even older people these gamers they don't feel like oh man they're having an event up there there's a smash brothers event going on today there's like there's nothing there's no community with gamestop it just feels like give me your money here's your game now get out like that's what it feels like yeah and that's why you're going to you're in trouble and bringing up apple's a great example because gamestop typically only has one two people working there cuz it's a smaller store right i remember my experience my one t- my one experience i've gone to the apple store for cuz typically i could send them out and they'll send it back to me cuz i don't need it right away I remember walking in there with my mom's iPod. And I was like, this doesn't seem to want to power up, doesn't want to seem to turn on, so I took it in there. And I got sat at a table where a lady was helping people, right? And she's like, oh, I'll be right with you in one second, right? And I was sitting at a table with four chairs. There was myself, another dude, and then a mom and a, a little girl, right? This one lady was sitting behind this table taking care of all three of us guests at the same time and never once did I feel like she was ignoring me or working on somebody else's stuff and not mine. She'd, oh, hey, you know, hey, let me get this phone. This is what's going on with it. Okay, well, I got to reboot this, so I'm going to set this down. I'm going to work on this guy's stuff real quick. You know, it turns to this guy. Like, it was so smooth that I left that store with the experience going in thinking like, oh, I'm going to have to be at a table with these other people and she's going to be ignoring me for half the time. This is going to suck. I left going, holy shit, how did she make all that happened, and I felt like I was taken care of the whole time. You know why? The process. Yeah. The training. Yeah. Okay, like, I mean, I worked for Best Buy for years. And when I started at Best Buy, it was, all right, we're sending you to Chicago to learn about it. You know, I was working in the camera department, and they knew that I was into photography. We're going to send you to Chicago for training. I'd come back from Chicago. They'd be like, all right, we want you to go around and train the other stores. Sure. A couple of years later, we're going to send you to, to San Antonio for training. They cared about their employee, and they cared about the knowledge the employee had, and they knew that that would, that would result in, A, the employee feels happy. They feel fulfilled. They feel, they feel needed. They feel special, right? B, they're going to be able to talk to customers and explain to them why they should upsell, why they should, you know, hey, yeah, this $99 Kodak does take photos, but if you really want a good photo, you should probably look at this $250 Canon. 
and it's not all about making users, you know, like, I mean, to the business, it's all about more money, right? But I always sold cameras, and yes, I upsold a lot, but it was always because I understood and I knew that you were going to go take a photo of your child in their very first hockey game, and you're going to be inside of an ice arena, which is difficult to shoot as it is, and this Kodak is not going to get you the photos. Mm-hmm. And that's a one that memory is gone after that first game. Like, yeah, you'll have hopefully you'll have hundreds and hundreds of games, but that first game, that wedding, that memory, that's a one-time shot, one thing you're gonna cherish forever. I always thought like this is why you want something a little bit nicer. Yeah, you know, and because Best Buy gave me that, trusted me in that, and and helped me with training, you know. Yes, I had schooling. Yes, I already knew some of this stuff. But at the same time, because they believed in me, I I had no problem making them money. And so that comes down to the fact where you went into a store and you had some, you know, you've had customer customer service at a GameStop, let's say, where you just couldn't believe what came out of their mouth, and you didn't buy anything because of it. And it's simply because they're not, like back in the day. They used to do more for their for their employees, yeah. and now now I'm not saying they don't do anything for their employees anymore. But like bottom line, I know you can't send everybody to GameStop um, Expo. You know you can't you can't shut your whole company down and send your entire staff to GameStop Expo. Right. But you should do something where it's like every year there's a GameStop Expo, and cycle the store. These four people go this year, you know what? And and then next year four different people go. And yeah, some people might leave during that time, but just keep cycling because giving these people these experiences other than your managers, right? You give all these privileges to your managers. And you're like, oh yeah, you get to go to, to these expos and you get all this free stuff. And some of the managers are really cool. They come back, they give it to all their employees, right? Mm-hmm. All the managers keep it all. I have experience of both. Right. But bottom line, the 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 the, the employee the part-timer, even the full-timer, even the senior, your entire workforce is envious of the one guy. Mm -hmm. It's not a good business model. Yeah. It doesn't reward the people that should be rewarded. And at the end of the day, the most important thing that GameStop, I think, needs to change in order to be more successful is being honest with with the customer. Like, it's okay to not know the answers and say, hey, let me find somebody that can or let me, like, Google it at this point because it's a digital world and then go from there because you're already taking care, hey, I don't know this answer. Let me help you find it. Where GameStop doesn't have that method now. GameStop has the method of telling their their (laughs) associates, you're right. You're the expert. They're wrong. You tell them so. To the point where I've walked into a GameStop and it's bad when I walk into a GameStop, I'm in the gaming industry. I podcast twice a week in the gaming industry current gaming news. I know my shit. And a GameStop employee's telling me I'm wrong? No, the fuck you don't. Because yeah. I know I'm right, and I'll call you out to your face and tell you you're wrong, yeah. tell you who I am. And we'll use the tools of Google and everything else right. to show you. And then they still say I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Now, again, we're, we're using the word GameStop a lot. This this goes this goes for any brick-and-mortar physical store. But, Correct. But GameStop is the, is the king. They are, they are the market. So, the, unfortunately, they get this focus. And, you know... The last story I'll tell you is I, is I have a local game shop here that sells retro games. And they sell new games, too. And I went in there one day. I go in there quite often. I went in there one day, and I thought I found the Holy Grail. thought I found Lunar on the Sega Saturn. And I was like... It's an expensive or, or, game. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sega, Sega CD. Sega CD. Sega CD, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this what is this doing here? And it had a price tag of forty six ninety nine on it. And I was like, oh, my God. Which is basically stealing it. Yeah, I mean, you're talking like a $1,000 game, $800 to $1,000 based on condition. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just going to buy this. you know. And, and sure enough, it all it started to add up. The, the cover art was not, you know, the cover, the actual manual wasn't the right manual. But the case was Lunar, and I'm like, 
Huh, so then they get the disc, and the disc matched the, the, the manual, which was a different game by Working Designs, which is the creator of Lunar. And I was like, okay, I'm still interested in this. Let's, let's see what it is. And, you know, the price was still fair for what it was. So I'm like, I'm going to buy it anyways. I'm not sure what this is. So the, 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 cust- you know, the, the employee goes and gets a disc. He goes, hey, you know, it's, it's got some scuffs on it. I'm going to clean it for you. First of all, that's something they always do. They look at the disc. They go, you know what? Let me run this to the machine. They resurface the, the, the disc, basically. They make sure there's no meth on the disc. <laughs> yeah, that too. So I, um, you know, he comes back. He's like, hey, I'm going to run it again. It's still got some marks on it. So he runs it again. Comes back, goes, hey, look, just look at here. And he shows me. He's like, these two are real deep. I can't, you know, I could try more, but I don't want to, like, push it. Like, he goes, but I don't know. Do you, like, I'm not comfortable with this. Do you still want it? Like, that was the employee. And I was like, you know what, man? I appreciate your honesty. I totally see the damage that you're talking about. I'm going to wait. I'm going to pass. And you know what he did? He didn't take the game and the disc and put it back on the shelf. He put it in the defective bin. Yeah. And I was just, you know, I'm like, again, that experience was was just, it was just good. It gave me confidence where I'm going to buy from them again. So... In the end, you know, I don't want to keep here ranting on GameStop. In the end, they have to change their business model. They have to, you know, and, and that goes for any company. If you're going to sell video games and it's going to be physical and it's going to, like, you have to be special. You know, why do people walk in, like, Apple is not a superior device. I and, and you can all jump on social media and yell at me all you want about it. It is not a superior device. It is a different device. Yep. It is a different OS and yes, people like it. You want to know why? Because it's pretty. Because it's designed well. It looks good. That's fine, you know? But it's also all about the culture, the brand, the experience. You walk in, you feel like you are special. You feel like, you know, I don't want to say this, but you walk in, you walk out and you're like, I have an iPhone, like, and, and I, you know, I feel elite. I feel, you know... Not above others, I don't want to say that, but like you just feel special. Important, you yeah. feel important, yeah. And you know, GameStop can do that. They have the ability. And if you and and if they were to do that, that would repair their image within the gaming community. So developers and 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 publishers and all that stuff would see GameStop building these small cultures around their their stores and their overall business and be like, wow, they're really you know, living the gaming life. They're really, you know, they're really creating this healthy culture of competition and fun and creativity and innovation. They're doing all these things, and because of it, we want to back them. So now these events that Game GameStop are putting on are sponsored by Nintendo, and they're put on, and they're they're co-hosted by Kind of Funny, and they're, and all these other things are happening because. You care, and and you know the, this is how Motor City Gaming works. Everyone knows this. We make little to no money, people. Okay, we make enough money to basically pay some of the the basic bills. And every once in a while, we get to upgrade a piece of equipment. Every other dollar to go to E3 or to go to PAX or go or anywhere else that we go, it comes from our own pockets. And everything we've built from our fans in Netherlands and Spain all the way to you know our fans next door. We love everybody. They're all our friends. We game with them. We talk with them every day. We answer questions if they have questions. We we ask them questions because we don't pretend to be the know-it-alls. We know that maybe they might know something more than we know it. You know, I have people overseas that are expert retro collectors. I have 1,500 games. Guess what I ask questions? I ask them retro questions because they have stuff that I don't, and I want to know about it before I go and buy it. You have to build that world and live in it and enjoy it. If you are, if you're there for a cash grab, if you're there just because you see the dollar sign, then you're wrong. I'm sorry, and that's in any business, in my opinion. You know, I shot weddings and I made a good amount of money doing photography, and I and I still enjoy photography. But you know what it was? Every wedding that I shot, you want to know why I enjoyed weddings so much? Here's a secret. Any photographers that are listening out there, this is how you could tell if you're doing the right thing in your life. If you're shooting weddings and you're getting emotional about strangers that you're taking photos of, you're doing the right thing, okay? If, you're, if you could feel 
your own if you're married and you could feel your own memories coming back and you know the first dance and the first kiss and all of those, those things you're in the right you're in the right industry you know when i when i have someone that says hey man thank you for letting me be a part of this i i stopped gaming and was for a while couldn't seem to find something that that meant something to me and now now i'm back gaming and i realize that i really missed it and it was because of motor city gaming that i'm back to gaming that's everything. That's all I want. That's it. I don't want millions of dollars and all that stuff. And, you, and, and that's, that's not my goal. If it was to happen, guess what? Awesome. We're going we're gonna to have a badass studio. We're going to have a video game store because we're going to take that money and we're going to put it back into what we care about. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep growing it and building it, not just for us. Because, yes, I have bills, and, yes, I have a family, and, yes, I need to provide for them. But at the same time, I want to provide for you because it's because of you that I get to do this. And that is where I think GameStop is so broken right now. They want you to buy your physical games. They want you to reset, to trade in your physical games. They want you to buy their pre-owned games that was somebody else's. But they don't have the connection to you where you feel like, I want to support them. I don't want to support GameStop, and I'm and I'm sorry. And I have friends that work for GameStop. We have team members of this company that work for GameStop, and I and I and I have no problem. Like, I help them get the job. I still don't support GameStop because I don't feel like they care about me, and that is their biggest problem. Yep. And just to kind of wrap everything up, <laughs> it's kind of becoming our new model. Gaming is fun. So whichever way you as a gamer can find a way to enjoy gaming, just stick with that. Obviously, we're kind of uh, pushing hard on these physical copies and these these uh, old school cartridge companies and stuff like that to kind of get their act together because we want them to be able to succeed in a world where digital is kind of taking over your life. So we don't want to see those, you know, walk into the store, get that experience that we had growing up, that nostalgia, the feeling. We don't want to have that go away because it's something that's important to us. So whether you walk into a store and you have a bad experience or you have a good experience because you found a store that that does really well and gives you that experience each time, to you just like the ease of being able to throw on your system, throw on your computer, order or pre-order the game, Bam, it's there, and you get to play it. Like, gaming's fun. Find a way that's fun for you and an experience that you're comfortable with, and game on. Yeah, and and lastly, for anybody that thinks I'm hating on GameStop, the only reason I focus so hard on GameStop is that if they fail, ask yourself what physical games are going to look like if there's no GameStops. Right. They'll, they're gonna they'll disappear very fast. GameStop is that anchor. It, it, it it's that support beam that we need. We may not like them all the time, but they are very important. If you like this part of the industry, if you like physical options, they're a very important piece to this. And it starts with them and it ends with them. And all the little guys around them survive because GameStop's there. If GameStop goes away, everyone's gonna start having problems. And, you know, so they're the first ones that need to, to step up and fix what's wrong. All right. So that's been our topic this week on physical versus digital. Uh, I think, you know, I think it's it's a blend. I enjoy both, but I, I will support physical until the day I, I guess I can't anymore. And I'll still hunt retro till the day I die or till the day I own them all, I guess. But, <laughs> um Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So again, till the day I die. But Jazzy nailed it. Gaming's fun. Have fun with it. Don't you know? And and acquire your games the way that that you're most comfortable with. Don't feel like you have to support a company that's not listening to you. You know, like again, I want them to succeed. I want them to improve. It doesn't mean we all have to just bite the bullet and go in there. It means they need to actually step up and do something. So enjoy gaming. Find that community that means something to you. Find those local mom and pop shops that are important. You know, the, you know, you, the experience there can be something super special. So, and and you can find meet so many gamers because of it. And of course, Motor City Gaming, MotorCityGaming.com. 
yes, you know, we're, we're international. We game with people from all over the world, and we're always looking to add more people to that list. So head on over to the website, MotorCityGaming.com. Join the Discord. It's free. Head on over to Facebook for GameZilla Group and the Motor City Gaming page. Wherever it is you like to hang out socially, we're there. So just feel free to interact with us, ask us questions. If you're having a hard time joining one of those groups, ask. We'll we'll help you get there. We'll help you get signed up. We'll help you get, you know, communicating with with other gamers, sharing your game codes or friend tags or whatever and and just having a good time because that's what it's all about. So we're not going to we're not going to bitch any longer. We're going to get off here and go play some video games ourselves and go have some funs with with yeah. people uh, possibly on Twitch where we're affiliated now. So you could give us bits. <laughs> Whatever the hell and that we'll is. We'll shout you out every time. Don't have enough money to, you know, buy bits? You can watch previews and ads and get free bits. And then give them to your favorite, you know, streamer on Twitch, you know, Gaming Detroit. Gaming Detroit, your favorite. Or your favorite, yeah. (sighs) Yeah, but uh, I'm ready to play some video games. Some little little, uh, tense now from from yelling about something. But this is is a big issue again. And, And I think after last week we talked about toxicity in gaming and how people need to be just nicer to each other and enjoy video games. This is also another problem in the gaming industry. And I think, uh, you know, we need to, we need to try to clean up our industry, make sure it's healthy. So it's here for us. And these are a couple pieces that are, are on, you know, in the forefront of my mind. So, all right, uh, Jazzy, anything else that you wanted to, uh, nope. Mention? Last quick shout out to all of our patrons, which make this show possible without you guys. There is no alpha. Thank you so much. Without you guys, there is no Motor City Gaming. Thank you so much. Remember, Slackjaw Punks event, May 19th. Find them online. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. I'm pumped already. All right. Well, until next week, game Game on. on.